This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Thursday. The two Democrats running for the University of Colorado region at large seat participated in their first forum in the Roaring Fork Valley this week, Charles Johnson and Elliot Hood. CU regents are part of a governing board for the university. They help approve budgets, set tuition, and establish school policies. They also hire and fire the university president. CU grad Elliot Hood is a former public school teacher and union member who now works as an education attorney. My big priorities are going to be, number one, we've got to make it more affordable to attend CU. Going to college shouldn't be a luxury item. Two, we've got to get guns out of our classrooms and ban concealed carry at the University of Colorado. And three, we need to establish measurable targets to become a carbon neutral university, which currently we, re- we lack. We don't have a policy on that right now. Charles Johnson also went to CU, where he was a football quarterback and led the university's Black Student Alliance. He now oversees diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts at the Ball Corporation, a packaging company. And he serves on the board of advisors for CU's business school and the board of trustees for the CU Foundation. Johnson agrees that tuition is too high and guns should not be allowed on campus. And he says mental health also needs to be addressed. Mental health services and awareness is a big issue that we don't pay enough attention to. In my role as a member of the uh, Board of Advisors for the Business School, I see statistics on our student body and the general health and welfare of our student body. The number of suicides, the number of suicide attempts are alarming. CU's Board of Regents has one at-large member and eight members elected from each of the state's congressional districts. The primary for the at-large seat will take place in June ahead of the November election. The incumbent Democrat Leslie Smith announced last year that she would run for a state House position, leaving the regent seat open. There are currently no Republicans running for the seat. There are no easy answers when it comes to keeping bears out of the Pitkin County landfill, especially as they become more accustomed to an easy food source, get larger, and have even more cubs. Caroline Yanez reports on Pitkin County's attempts to address the problem. Landfill workers use a variety of hazing methods to keep the bears away from trash piles. That includes making loud noises and shooting them with rubber pellets. A long-term solution could be installing an electric fence around all or part of the landfill, but it would cost over a million dollars to fence the whole area, which gave some commissioners sticker shock. During Tuesday's work session, Commissioner Greg Poshman said he doesn't want to rule out the fence idea yet, but he wants to look elsewhere for ideas. What do other urban areas that have landfills and bear problems do? (laughs) And, And what does a place like Yellowstone do? He also pointed out that electric fencing does a pretty good job keeping elk and bears off the runway at the airport. Wildlife officials say the 25 to 30 bears that use the landfill as home base are used to human trash as a diet and will go to residential areas to find it. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. Aspen's city council and the Pitkin County commissioners have expanded who qualifies for APSHA's essential home repairs. The pilot program previously helped the three lowest category earners among APSHA homeowners with essential repairs. Now, category four homeowners are eligible, and all APSHA homeowners can get support if the repairs cost over $20,000. 
Since the program was rolled out in mid-October, APSHA has received over 60 applications, and 26 of them have been approved for grants. Three grants have been issued, which are assisting homeowners with repairs to windows, flooring, and a hot water heater. The program offers a maximum grant of $10,000 to address critical conditions. The state's Sheriff's Association is planning to award a $500 scholarship to a student in Garfield County this spring. Applications will be reviewed by a local citizens committee appointed by the sheriff's office, and they'll make a decision based on things like school leadership, community involvement, and career purpose. Students must be a permanent resident of Garfield County and be enrolled in or applying to a vocational training or higher education institution in Colorado to apply. Applications are available online at csoc.org or at the Garfield County Sheriff's Office. An upcoming talk hosted by the Roaring Fork Conservancy will focus on a new technology to map snowpack and forecast spring runoff. The Airborne Snow Observatories, or ASO, uses laser technology to create full watershed maps. That includes information on snow depth and the amount of water in the snow. Water officials say it could provide more accurate predictions about how much water will be available in the coming year. Dr. Jeffrey Deems is the chief technology officer at ASO, and he'll present case studies from California and Colorado, including the Roaring Fork Valley. The Conservancy's Brookshire Watershed Institute talk is free and will take place at the Basalt Library on Wednesday next week. In local arts and culture news, tonight the Aspen Santa Fe Ballet is presenting Le Trocadero de Monte Carlo, an all-male drag ballet troupe also known as the Trox. The comic group performs a playful version of classical ballet while remaining technically stunning and shockingly elegant. The group was founded in 1974 and is celebrating its 50th anniversary season. Tonight's show starts at 7.30 p.m. at the District Theater in Aspen. You can check ticket availability at aspenshowtix.com. Colorado Humanities is making a stop in Glenwood Springs tomorrow for its Black History Live tour. The show features portrayals of black Americans that have made significant contributions to culture. That includes human rights, medicine, politics, and sports. Acclaimed scholars and actors Becky Stone and Marvin Jefferson will portray Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr. Tomorrow's event will take place from 1.30 to 3 p.m. in Mortgage Commons in the same building as the Glenwood Library. In statewide news, the City Council in Colorado Springs approved a resolution Tuesday reaffirming they are not a sanctuary city. CBR's Southern Colorado reporter Dan Boyce tells us the vote comes in response to about 40,000 new immigrants arriving in Denver in the past year. Council members approved the resolution 6-3 to three after hearing hours of contentious public comment both for and against the proposal. Councilman Dave Donaldson sponsored the resolution, saying the city does not have the resources to support the surge of people arriving in Denver. We are not flush with cash and ready to pay for large-scale illegal immigration. We, we don't have that money. Opponents of the resolution point out most of the new arrivals are following the legal procedures in place at the southern border and called it an unnecessary and non-binding political statement. In Colorado Springs, Dan Boyce, CPR News. And in regional news, the federal government is launching a new behavioral health call line for students and staff at tribal schools. 
The Mountain West News Bureau's Kayla Bradle has more. The line is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week for students and staff at schools funded by the Bureau of Indian Education. The agency says the line will mostly be staffed by Indigenous counselors who have experience serving Native communities. They will offer both immediate individual crisis support and scheduling for virtual counseling. Emily Harrows is with the Johns Hopkins Center for Indigenous Health. She says this added support comes at a critical time. Across the board, we see inequities in mental health-related outcomes among Indigenous groups, particularly Indigenous youth. And so having something really tailored to those communities is really important in order to make sure that the care that's provided is culturally congruent and also accessible. The Behavioral Health Line will serve more than 180 tribal schools. In our region, that includes 45 schools in New Mexico, two each in Nevada, Idaho, and Utah, and one in Wyoming. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Caleb Radle. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.